What is going on, everybody? And welcome to a very self-involved mini sesh, which is just like every other mini sesh. Tyler, how you doing, bud? I am doing well, sir. How are you? It is January 11th, 111, which means more to me than I would like to admit on this show because I don't have the kook alert ready, Tyler. For all the kooks out there, uh, happy 111. Big old winky eye to you. Um, so this week, what we're going to be talking about, it's going to be a little different than our other mini sessions. And I, I'm a little nervous about it. I can already hear it in my voice. I can feel the tensing in my right abdomen. We can hear it and see it as well. Because when we go off uh, track of what we're accustomed to, I get very nervous. Mm -hmm. uh, and when we stay on track with what we always do, I get very nervous. Yeah. Tyler, it's one, yeah. of my, it's one of my main characteristics. Mm, one of the rare lose-loses, Ryan. <laughs> it's actually not that lose-lose <laughs> in my life. It's the way I think about things. No, but just joking around, this mini-sesh, what we are going to be talking about and delving into in a way that I hope is interesting to people is a raffle that Tyler and I have been doing. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you will see the shirt that Tyler is wearing that says, Too woke to work, now, baby. Now, what the hell is that supposed to mean, Tyler? What is that supposed to mean? Are you taking a shot at liberals? Are you taking a shot at other liberals? We're taking a shot at everybody and nobody. Grayscale, baby. This it, it honestly comes down to how you interpret it. Are you too woke to work? Or are you offended at the idea that people are woke and don't want to work? What is it? I am just really lazy, and I recognize that some other people may share those attributes, and I leached onto them, much like I've done with every relationship in my life. I, You know how I feel about speaking for groups. Yep. I'll speak for all millennials out there. We're <laughs> lazy, baby. I don't know that that's totally true. No, that's, true. that's definitely not true. But that is for a different day. Now, what Tyler and I did is we made some of these shirts on our own dime. We are the modern-day Joan of Arc. We are martyrs, baby. And we have taken these, and we have started a raffle, Tyler. We have sold tickets for people to win nine of these shirts. Is that correct? Everything I just said. That sounds accurate, Ryan. We counted them before we started the show, so I'm pretty safe in saying we have nine shirts for nine winners. Now, here's what I want to get into, Tyler. All of this money is going to be going to a building that is being constructed down here in Miami right now, mm -hmm. CHI's Children Crisis Center. That's okay? right. That's right. It's here to help children who can't, who are in bad situations. It's a full-service mental health care facility for children who are up to 17 years old, regardless of their ability to pay. Now, what happened here is Tyler and I, after doing this for how long have we been doing this podcast? Two and a half, three years, I think. Since inception, somewhere around three years. It has all been very self, uh, what, what's the words that I'm self looking Self-aggrandizing? Self-aggrandizing. Self-centered, self-fulfilling. Okay, stop, stop. Too much. Douchebaggery. Yes. It, it's just been you and I joking around, but at the very inception of this thing, it was you and I trying to do better for ourselves and for other people. Like trying to, it's kind of the evolution of who it is that we're trying to be. Is that too ego-soaked? I, I know this whole thing is, but I'm trying to get somewhere. I mean, I already hate it, but I will say that by, we have come to the realization that we would like to grow as humans, and by doing so, we would like to help others. It's a very selfish, uh, uh, as I said, self-aggrandizing um, mission we're on. Now, here is where I want to start. Like, like what you just said, and, and as I started this show with, I'm very uncomfortable right now. 
Now, my question to you is, we have to keep being self-deprecating while we are making this show. And my question is, why? Why are we afraid of how it comes off when we're trying to do something for somebody else? Why do we look at people who are trying to help other people in the way that we do? We've been built in when a church asks you for your money, when Leonardo DiCaprio preaches to you about how we're killing the planet, when somebody asks you, kind of like what we're doing here, hey, we're doing a raffle. In my mind, I thought the whole time, how many of these people think that this is just a way to promote our podcast? Why do we go to such a negative place when you're trying to do something good? I guess it's been ingrained in us. You know, we talk about trauma all the time. It's also the little nuances of behavior that uh, that we collect along the way. But what sort of a society are we in where we're afraid of being moral, where we're afraid of being good? Almost if you go to a bad high school and you're really interested in getting good grades, you got to hide it or else you're going to be targeted. Yeah. I feel like that sometimes. I feel like I grew up where I want to do good and I want to show how lucky I've been in my life, but I'm afraid of the way that it would come off to people. And that's the only way that we can change the world, so to speak, is by just changing how we act and how we behave. The the way to revolutionize the world is by revolutionizing ourselves. Yeah, I, 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 did, I, I didn't want to be so douchey about it, but it's totally true. I'll take that thing Go on. Go for bro. it. Hey, if you're going to be a cult leader, you got to talk like a cult leader. That's true. Now take a sip of your Gatorade <laughs> and let's move forward. Um, so, again, as you can tell, and just to close up that loop right there, have you ever seen somebody drop an old lady? Drop uh, her wallet on the ground. Oh, I thought you said drop an old lady. I was Have like, you ever no. dropped an old lady, Tyler, with the people's elbow? Second show, <laughs> second show in a row, I said the people's elbow, and I, I like it. It's a good reference. It's all you jabronis out there. Now, have you ever seen an old woman, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, I don't know, an old woman drop a wallet on the ground, and for me, before I bend down and grab it and hand it back to her because that's the right thing to do, I have this thought in my head where I'm like, would that be weird? Like, mm -hmm. am I going to be like, is this lady going to be like, who the hell is this guy? What's good? I don't want that. Even if I offend somebody by being nice, that's not who I want to be. So as you can tell, as I go through all of this stuff, I made this whole thing about me. I truly did. How hard it was, how awkward it was to ask people for their money, how I didn't like the feeling that it gave me. And that speaks volumes about one of the reasons why this is necessary. What's your take on that? Well, you just gave me a lot of information to to take in. And I, and I, I told you, I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> when I'm uncomfortable, I talk too much, Tyler. So please help me. A bit verbose. Uh, for me, when somebody drops their wallet, I do immediately do a cost versus benefit analysis sure. of, I want to help you, but I don't want to look like a dick by yep. getting caught halfway bending over and then you reach down and pick it up mother bleeper i'm doing something nice for you you stand there and watch me do this nice thing and then thank me for it afterwards pat me on the back of the head i think that's the way that they deal with it uh, amongst royalty do i have that correct you're doing something else <laughs> pat him on the front of the chest uh now now the thing is and you're totally right as i sit here and i tell this story i feel naked i feel vulnerable and you can hear it in the speed of my words in which I deliver them. And you're far more comfortable actually naked. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm far more comfortable being mean, Tyler. I'm more comfortable being sarcastic and denigrating in a wink-wink, nod-nod kind of way. And, and when I'm I'm being genuine and being nice, it's it's scary for me. 
It really is. Sure, yeah. So, and, and any therapist out there. Being uh, being mean is the easy road. That's why it's so easy to fall back on. It's and it, the and easy it never, way to go. And it, and it leaves you completely defended. For sure. You're never letting down your guard to... So anyway, again, this isn't about me. I just want to wrap up this one little part here because it's about this facility. It truly is. Where kids who are Baker acted, kids who weren't lucky like you and me who were born into really great families, just by the... the I don't, luck of the draw. The luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. You're, the, the daddy's wiener going into the mommy's vagina made this kid, bang, born in a bad situation. Tyler. That's right, kids. It's not a stork. <laughs> it is wiener and vagina talk. You can fuck a stork if you want, but it's not going to do anything. I think there's laws against that. 11,400 square foot inpatient facility. So this is where these kids can be kept. I would imagine free range. I, I don't even think that they're, you know. Yeah, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't think they put the children in cages. I don't know if they're feeding them in a big giant tubs. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, and if you're listening to us and you're 18, welcome to the real world, mother effer. Well, and here's the deal. (laughs) I have now raised money for this place that I am contributing. We're going to get to design a brick. We're part owners, so we can say whatever we want about them feeding these patients out of a trough, Tyler. That's fair. We're just kidding. We have fun. Now, it's a crisis intervention and 24-7 on-call support, psychiatric evaluation, and medication management. You and I said we want to make money for something because that's an easy way to help. Mm -hmm. Not always the best way, but an easy way. We went looking for it, and this place checked off so many boxes for you and me personally. Why do you think that is? All the mental health stuff, it specifically revolves around getting people, getting children the mental health um, help that they need. And we were never taught anything about mental health. We didn't like, we saw psychiatrists, psychiatrists when we were younger and they but, tried to date us, but we didn't. What? Yeah. I had to leave a psychiatrist at one point. Cause he started sending me gifts and stuff like that. And then he, he called mom looking for me a couple of years later. Oh yeah. Dr. Simpson. I miss you, buddy. How was the date? Uh, the terrible date. kisser, Tyler, <laughs> terrible kisser. Don't That's- bring up my mommy issues in the middle of sex, Dr. Simpson. <laughs> you know why you do this? Because your mom. You know why you make that O face? <laughs> yeah, so I think because it speci- specifically talks about all the mental health uh, attributes that they, all the mental health um, benefits that they are providing at the center. And here is why we are those guys you hate. Because much like if you want to do good by yourself, do good for other people. It creates those chemicals that you're looking for. This is the same thing. You want to help yourself, help society by helping kids that are in these dire straits because those are the kids who grow up to be adults with mental problems. Uh, People who don't have a good foundation are the ones that you're complaining about all the time. Let's help the poor defenseless kid before he turns into a lightning rod of controversy. I'm sure we'll edit edit it, but Ryan was about to say the... uh... And I lost it. Never mind. Let me try that again. Yes, we will definitely edit this 100%. We'll probably have yeah, to. Yeah. We'll bleep it. Make it seem like you said something good. <laughs> I like that. Now I'm rattled. Yeah, it's okay, man. You're doing good. We're just, we're shooting from the hip here, Tyler. But w- while you're thinking about what it was that you were trying to say, what I would like to do here, because this show is all about us, unfortunately and or fortunately, because I feel like if we use ourselves as examples and the tough things and the easy things that we go through on a day-to-day basis, maybe people could see some of their self in that. So I was wondering if maybe we could do kind of an origin story, how we became those guys you hate 
that are now trying to become those guys that you kind of can deal with if you have to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, I got I got a great story to start off with please, if you'd like. And please. this is a I assume this should be a shameful admission, but it's not. Oh, no. But I remember that I'm going to this children's crisis center. I, I, you'll need it after this. <laughs> I, you will remember this story, and you love this story. Oh, do I? But there was a point. I guess I should start at the end where I find myself outside of a strip club uh, with my head I thought on, you were going somewhere else. on Ryan's uh, shoulder, just bawling my sure. eyes out. And you know, you know that you are in a bad situation when strippers are leaving their place of work and they're looking at you like, God, at least I'm not that guy. Oh my goodness. Look at the daddy issues on him. Sorry, strippers. Yeah, <laughs> all of you. <laughs> Sorry. A Black & Decker. Uh, I don't know another tool company. That tells you something. Bears. Now, the thing is, at that time, how old were you at that time? Do you remember? At that time. 11? I, <laughs> I told you I couldn't handle yeah. my alcohol at that time. No, I was, Alex had come out with us, uh, so I would say I was probably like 25. Now, here's the deal. Because yeah. I was so wrapped up in my own narky behavior at that time, when that happened, I think we were going out on vacation next. The there next was the night before yeah. vacation. What is it with the night before vacation? You're like, I'll never have responsibility again. Um, I believe that when that happened, I was so wrapped up in my own life that I was like, oh, shit, Tyler's going through some stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I had no clue. Yeah. I was like, this doesn't seem good. Well, I had no clue either. Uh, I felt like on top of the world, but I, I was drinking so much uh, Jack Daniels, Tennessee honey. Damn you, Tennessee honey. You're so sweet and delicious. That's how you got that diabetes, Tyler. So, and here's the thing. Uh, here's where I hope that what lands with TGYH is this. I grew up in, in a totally narcissistic, every single thing that happened was and will be about me. I am the, st I am the star in this movie mm -hmm. and everybody else is just doing the Truman show around me. That's the way that I saw myself. I'm not proud of it. I'm not saying that in some sort of really reverse brag. I think what's interesting about this show is to still play a little bit of that character while also showing how I think there's a lot of people living in that world right now. I think through social media and where everybody has been told that they're special and we all got to be special and we all got to be different and all these different things, we're all separate from each other. It's that that journey back into what I've decided is real life, trying to find some contentment, trying to find some happiness because that didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. You don't know a lot of really happy narcissists. And the only person who doesn't know that is them. Am I, am I saying any of that wrong? No, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's um, counterintuitive to believe that you could be a narcissist and be happy at the same time because narcissism brings on negativity right it's almost your your unhappiness has caused you to build that shell around you so nonetheless i hope that those guys who hate the satire uh is 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 evident because tyler and i come from some really dark places we come from you know i've discussed on the show before we had a brother and a sister pass away uh within two months of each other mm -hmm. and everybody's gone through stuff i'm just telling you that that is when everything changed that is I guess that's my part of the origin story where my eyes opened up. And then there was another damn near decade after that of me slowly falling into place. So again, back to my uncomfortability, back to me being, I, I feel like I'm being too vulnerable, but I, I, this is a weird mini session. I'm trying to lay all my cards out on the table and explain to you why 
Tyler and I are trying to do something bigger with this show than just tell incredible wiener jokes. Yeah, they are really good. Really good, because yeah. wiener jokes are hard, man. They're firm. Oh, very firm. They, they, it takes balls to tell wiener jokes. That's right. That's well said. I, unless you're Lance Armstrong, then it takes balls. It's a strong ball, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a strong it's, ball. It's probably shrunken from all the PEDs. Tyler. What? See, again, I go into insulting what? somebody's one ball because I, Lance Armstrong. In all fairness, he was a dick about it the entire time. I'll call you Lance Ballstrong. I apologize. Lance Ballstrong. What I did there was unnecessary. You're welcome. And I'm just uncomfortable and I'm taking it out on you. So, so there is a certain aspect of us getting back to the main story. There is a certain aspect of this. I believe that we do this for selfish reasons. Like, man, we want to help people so we can feel better about ourselves. And that is the, my main issue. Everybody who volunteers doesn't do it because they hate it. They do it because it feels good. They go to the soup kitchen on Thanksgiving and they give out you know, to the less fortunate because they have so much because of the way that it feels. Mm -hmm. And that is this internal battle that pre-exists this show that it pre-exists. We've been having this argument in the Menendez family since I was a child. Since the womb. Since, you know, my mom is a, a, a addicted to overgiving. Mm -hmm. She loves the way that it makes her feel. That bitch just won't stop, yeah, Tyler. Yeah, it is kind of frustrating. I mean, enough with the family dinners. Let's just sit on the floor and eat a pizza out of our hands like an American family. That sounds sad. Or is that an Italian family? Nonetheless, no. Tyler, that is my point. I struggled so much in my life with what is my motivation for doing this? Am I doing, am I giving in a selfish way? And I've come to the point where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter what I think. I know that I'm doing what's right. And when I go to bed at night, that's what resounds. And, and I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you for all the work you put in on this. Thank man. you. And good for you. Yeah. And Dick joke, dick joke, dick joke. Yeah, and all the kids that are going to, you know, maybe make a little stopover in our children's crisis center. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. And yeah. to put a little cherry on top of this probably uninteresting mini sesh, I am going to announce the amount of money that we're putting in on the next episode because I may contribute a little bit. I'm not sure exactly how I want this to play out. But Tyler and I will go ahead and we will do this raffle now. Yay! So, if you want to go and watch the raffle, if you have put money in, thank you so much. I, I, I'm sorry that I was so awkward when I was asking you for your help. We're going to do this again once I take a little bit of a breather. And, and it's going to be just as awkward. Oh, man. But uh, you know what? This isn't about me. This isn't about us. And that's what this show is about, Tyler. The, the selfishness and the egomania of the journey of learning that it's not about us. And we are going to go through and, and, and we're going to pick from all these people who I think supported a really great cause. Mm -hmm. And Tyler, I'm sorry for just talking at you here for 30 minutes. I was just about to yell at you. Quit rambling. I know. And I, let's get some numbers drawn, I'm, baby. I'm super nervous and, and, and no. I apologize. So we're going to go to YouTube right now so you can watch us. Make sure this is all on the up and up. And if your number gets drawn, one shirt a person, I hope that's cool. Uh, we're we're going to send this out to you. We're going to get this out to you. And thank you for your support. I'm sorry I'm a maniac. Tell the people you love them. Make sure, also, I have to mention, make sure you guys go to thoseguysyouhate.com and subscribe. You've already given, but now you got to subscribe. Ryan, I love the tools that you bring in to help us with this raffle. Can you show the camera what it is that we're going to be using? To, <laughs> to, now, God, there's, still, there's still corks in there. 
I, somebody bought me this and I don't remember who. Tell, but tell the podcast audience what it is you're holding. Podience. <laughs> now, what I am holding is it is like a, a, a wire globe that contains corks that have been <laughs> taken because I'm a wino from special occasions in my life now this is so sad <laughs> i keep this next to my eat pray love wooden sign because i'm a basic bitch okay so i'm gonna dump out oh man anything interesting in here um first show meeting uh you know Whoa. so anyway anyway i'm not gonna and we have a bottle of wine to commemorate that moment we're drunks brother we're yeah, drunks yeah anyway this segment is called ryan reads corks now yes <laughs> there's our first drinking show is in there Okay, now, mm. here's the thing. I have this. I also don't believe that the tickets will stay in here. So I'm going to put it in. Okay, they're all going to fall out. Should I even put it in here? But yeah, absolutely. Okay. The, the, the internet must uh, be aware of our shame and our lack of preparation. So I am going to put these in here. Now, when they all fall out, I have a backup plan that everybody will understand. Stop putting okay. disclaimers on it and just do it. Look at that. Okay, now... Okay, Tyler, that did not work, so let me go ahead and do what I- What do you I, mean? There's still plenty of tickets in there. No, you, you can't You can't pull a ticket while some have fallen out. That's not fair. All right. Survival of the fittest, baby. <laughs> That's not true. They're all exactly the same shape. <laughs> their agility and their speed is the same. Obviously not. Otherwise, those bitches on the bottom wouldn't be there. You know what, Tyler? These raffle tickets are terrible. So what I'm going to do, here's my backup plan. And I think everybody, at least in South Florida, can relate to this. I'm going to use a green Flanagan's cup, okay? You are not from South Florida. Is that a national chain? Do we know? I have no idea. Okay, you are not from South Florida if you do not have at least seven green Flanagan's cups Odd that number. you use mm -hmm. to drink out of, mm -hmm. you use to wash your dog, you use to clean the bathtub, okay? I think we all understand that. And then drink out of it. And then you drink out of your dog. Okay, so I have now put them in the cup. I'm doing the shuffle. I'm doing the shimmy, Tyler. We have about 75 tickets up in this beat. Are you ready? I am so excited. Who is going to be our first winner? Our first winner of the day is Jen and Marty. What? I won't say their last names. Okay, number two, Tyler. Number two. I'm going to take four and then you take five, okay? Okay. I have our Aunt Pat. Whoa! Whoa! All Pat, right, Tyler. Patty Menendez, you're going to look amazing <laughs> in your new shirt. Patty Menendez. <laughs> All right, for number three, I have, again, Patty Menendez. What? This thing's rigged. What? You only can win one, Pat. That's you, right. You cheater. Get out of here. Would you staple them together? Menendez way. <laughs> All right, you have... Ralph. Oh, Ralph. Good for you, buddy. Thank you for your contribution, Ralph. Beautiful beard, bitch. You're a good egg. All right, and for my final one, you have Adric. Hey, hey. Adric, haven't seen you in years. That's all you handsome son of a bitch. Mm. He is a bit handsome. New father. Good on you, Adric. Hey. Now, now do Give it, it, to, do oh, it in front right. of the camera, please. Give you it to your, uh, to your kid, by the way. You can either, what? The new shirt that you that you just won, give it to your kid. Yeah, please don't just say with no context, give it to your kid. What? The shirt. Woo! Big Daddy Flanagan's is going to give us another ticket. Daddigans. Da <laughs> this one is Sue. Oh, wow. Sue wins one. Wow, so Sue. Always have to ruin the moment with a 
pun. A sous chef. All right, we're going to spin we it go. again. We're going to spin it again. And this time it is... Mar Margarita's parents. Oh, wow. that's, that's Nicole's parents. Oh. You know what it is? I told her that her name is too gringa, so I, I've renamed her Margarita. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm a date a Spanish woman, I want people to know. Nicole. I wish I wish you would have told me. Otherwise, let me redo that. No, Margarita's no. parents. Man, I wish I had something more Spanish <laughs> on there. <laughs> Not her parents. Arriba, arriba. All right, here we go. Yep. For the third name, we have... Oh, cousin Holly Menendez. Hey, Holly up in the hizzle. Representing the brand, baby. Wow, keep it up. Wait a minute. I, we have to check with our lawyers. Are people who are attached to us allowed to win these things? If they spent the money, they I get the prize, know. baby. I, I, FBI, look into this. Here we go. <laughs> I feel like they got better things to do. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> oh, Ralph again. Hit him with the bar, 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 bar. That's what you get for buying more than one. <laughs> I probably shouldn't do my own sound effect while asking you. I like you it. I like it. You're like effect. you're like that black guy from Police Academy. <laughs> can you say black guy? <laughs> you can. Michael Jones, I think his name. Michael was. Winslow. Michael Winslow. Jones was the name of his character. Jonesy. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Police Academy <laughs> movies. I truly did. I can't tell. I have weird handwriting. Okay, so this is going to be an awkward cut, but I could not read Ryan's handwriting, so he now has the ticket. Ryan, read it off for us, baby. Bill and Jen. Woo! Lots of Jens winning this bad boy. And we Look into that, too, while you're down here, FBI. We, we have one final ticket, and the final winner is... Jen! Papa Menendez. Now, that, I think, is illegal. That I believe is illegal. And, I don't think we could do that. And will he want it? We don't, that's a, we'll find out about that one. It's definitely not his style. I okay. You that. Well, a fantastic job. I'm happy that everybody won. Hey, and thank you guys for supporting this. Tyler, great job. You put effort in. Uh, I'm hoping that this is the beginning of something much bigger because I know this was a grassroots campaign and I'm hoping that as we grow, it grows. And uh, I, I hope that we can start to really delve into this life, Tyler, because it's what I want. It's sure. what I want for myself. I can't speak for you. It is the very, you do all the time. It yeah. was very, um, it's our first time. So it's a great learning experience and we're going to come back better. Big, yeah, no, better. I, and, and you know what? I'm learning lessons for next time. I learned on this one that it's not about me. It's not about my feelings. I'm doing something that I believe in. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then I shouldn't have to worry about the repercussions. Well said, well said. I appreciate you so much, mm -hmm. and we appreciate you. We love you, Haitian Army. We love you, pieces of shit. Love you so much. Thank you guys so much. We are those guys you hate. Be kind, or we'll kill you. So, Tyler, I don't understand the internet. And is it bad that I'm wearing the same thing again? Because here's the thing. If we're going to start recording these all the time, this is just what I schlub around here in, man. And You're always wearing that shirt. They're getting to know me. Yeah. I, as most relationships go, caring less and less what they think. And I think it would be interesting for them to know 
um, how every single day I wear the exact same thing. Not just here, out of the house. I think the people at my gym think I'm out of my mind. You're talking, you're turning into me. I don't care what I wear out. I just ah. I just put on whatever it is and just and leave the house. You finally have arrived at a place where you are starting to not care how people see you. I disagree. I've chosen this one outfit and bought multiple items. So every time I go to my gym, I wonder if people think like, is that the same shirt and shorts as yesterday? I'm going to go the other way now. That's insane behavior. And I'm just waiting for the day when I get chopped up into little pieces. Today's the day, buddy. One, one, one. Happy one, one, one. Happy one, one, one. So I was just listening to the Lebitard show, which is another podcast that you and I grew up on ostensibly. Yes. Ostensibly. They were our real parents. And for the first time that I can remember in a while, I heard Chris Cody get really defensive. Oh, wow. Okay? Mm. Because he accidentally admitted, as he is one to do, that when he's in a fast food drive through he orders his regular value meal and a little aperitif, a little something to eat on the way home, maybe a McChicken or, you know, he said that. He's like, yeah, you know, like everybody does. Absolutely. And they turned on him like wild dogs. What? Because what happened is they sensed the blood in the water. They felt his insecurity and it was very noticeable. Oh, but I mean, let the man live. I I am a huge proponent for what it is you are describing. Which is just like uh, you're ordering a, a snack, an appetizer at McDonald's before you get into your real meal. That's exactly what it is. It's the fact that you wet your whistle a little bit. <laughs> Which beat? And then on the way home, you get that stomach churn and you get that appetite full blown. And then when you take that first bite, that first fry, that first dip. Sure. It's, uh, it's magic, baby. But you're taking a dip in the car. We've gone through this. You have car ketchup. It, we we've done no, this. No, 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 no. I'm saying that when you take the first dip of your actual meal, sure. your your the flavor town has been activated. Ah, Guy you, Fieri climbs out of your trunk. That, <laughs> <laughs> What's going on up here? <laughs> uh, but I will say, not and this isn't where I want to go with the conversation, but this will not shock you. I like the control and the comfort of waiting until I'll have a fry while the bag is still open. I'll I'll reach in there and grab a fry just. To wet my beak, as it were. Absolutely. You said that right. Yes. Um, but I like the control and the not not even the discipline, but I want to be totally comfortable when I start enjoying my food. I want to be watching the right TV show. I, you know, I have a whole process around closing the bag because you got to keep the heat in there. It's a, you know, it's an oven situation. So what you would say is I am the spree killer. You are the predator. You wait. You are the BTK. I, I am, am the BTK. I am the Richard Ramirez. Oh, I am all about the planning and the anticipation. There you go. I learned that young in life when I was cigarettes. I realized I don't want the cigarette. I like that I want the cigarette. Mm. Yes. Then I killed a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do the show. <laughs> <laughs>